Have you not tried Googling it? Well, yes, of course, and it says that they do, but I want a definitive answer. For once in all, I want the truth. I've heard about this, uh, this monk in Tibet. Tibet? Ah, Jesus. Oh, here we go. Oh. Christ, this isn't roomy. Bloody hate airplanes. Christ. Fucking Tibet. Of all the proxy places. Lads, let how you let sorry, just don't mean to interrupt you there for a second. Christ, you're a bit guttural. Come here. Um what do you seek, my child? Well, I, I have a question I was just hoping maybe you could answer. And it's a question on every Packers fan's lips. Oh, they're getting louder. Ah, the answer that you seek. Yes, the answer is that the bears do indeed suck. It's a lot of fun. Keep it fun. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host. That's the Diddy NFL on Twitter. <laughs> that's that sound effect was so loud. Like the the messing was just so loud. Do you ever make uh, Do you ever make some sort of joke or noise there? And it actually shocks yourself. Uh, that's what yeah. happened. I got uh, put off. I'm at the Diddy NFL on the Twitter box, and you're at Daryl J O'Brien on the Twitter box. Um, the Bears do suck, Daryl. Uh, quality skit they at do. the beginning there. Um, in um, I've I've looked it up in various different languages because look, mm. we've been through this before. The Bears suck is probably one of my favorite things to say, and it's going to be my last phrase on earth. I'd imagine like kids would be around <laughs> my deathbed, and I just go, "Kids, come closer." They go, "Yes, father." Bears suck, uh, and then we go, "Oh, so beautiful," and so it'll good. be on my headstone. Mm. Uh, but you know the funny thing is the Bears didn't always suck we need to remind ourselves that we're going through the glorious years of sucking and um, like the sorry three to 95 <laughs> oh hold yeah. on oh carry don't on don't edit that out um if you look at it, there's been 103 for Packer wins 95 Bears wins and then six that we won't talk about but like it's it hasn't always been thus but in different languages the Bears suck in Spanish los osos chupan uh, in German, the bands in Schrecklich, and then in Irish, for good measure, Tona Bear Kokomos, and best one yet for my sponsors, Mjödvedidormo in Russian, just mm. for my bots. Yeah, well, there we go. I mean, you have to keep the bots happy. I mean, you have to hit that yeah. AI algorithm. Yeah, they They're do. Peeps. Oh, do you know what I found out uh, this week? Because you know where we used to sort of take the the Mickey and say like, "Oh, you know, man, I have no idea that we're we're doing this." It turns out that lately they've been sitting down and listening to the podcast, which is you. I, I do... don't know if I'm happy about that, or maybe it's some kind of sick, weird fetish they have. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, are you happy about that they listen? How I do you know that they listen? Did they did they did they give you some irrefutable proof? Yeah. Well. Well. Yeah. No. They're they're dropping stuff that happens in the pod. I just I do rue the day that Dad goes back and finds out that he's not her real father, not her real father, because um, well he might be, he's probably mine because he's very handsome and I'm very handsome, whereas you are a. Well, that's being edited out because it's it's very touch and go. <laughs> 
Uh, I leave in the fact that I've added a, you know, edited something out, but that is very ropey. Um, yeah, so look, speaking of ropiness, uh, we're, we have to get on and talk about this game. The Bears do suck. It was a bit yeah. of a game at the start, Daryl. Um, but do you want well, to, yeah. do you want to start with a defensive? A defensive a, that's a defensive fantastic performance. Do you want to start with one of those? Uh, do you want to talk about the offense and the throws? Do you want to talk about the toe thing? Because we all like feet. Or do you want to no. talk about special no. teams? Where do we start here? Oh, like special teams. I was taking some notes. But the best thing is, actually, before we get into it, it was Lafleur going, yeah, no, Mo Drayton will absolutely not be fired. And so it's like one of those things, you walk up to someone in the street and go, uh, your dog is not dead. They go, what? Hmm. Well, well, what do you mean my dog's not <laughs> dead? Oh, no, your dog is definitely not dead. But what's wrong with the dog then? So, in fact, saying that you definitely won't be fired, I'd say Mo Drayton went, huh? But from my count, they allowed a 97-yard punt return touchdown. They allowed a 34-yard punt return they allowed a 42-yard kick return, 40-yard kick return. They kicked the ball out of bounds, the best one, inexplicably trying to field a kickoff that was going out of bounds, muffing it out, and then causing your offense to start in its own five-yard line. And the other one, having a punt bounce off your face mask with absolutely nobody anywhere near you. It was amazing. If, to be honest, it's probably the worst special teams performance I've seen from any team. And I know we focus on the Packers here at mm. Packers Central, but let's face it, it was ridiculously bad it was kind they must have been you know where you give someone like the word falafel and you say you have to get that into some like interview or something it's like that it's like how many can we hit on the special teams bingo card and they hit them all uh they obviously won some sort of prize uh but look here's what i would say and i know that what you're saying about mo drayton and the coach does have to be held accountable for consecutive poo poo performances however Tara, when you look at it right so it hits him in the face mask. That's not a Mo Drayton yeah. thing. That's an Amari no, Rogers no. thing. Um, when I he really muffs, when he muffs it off out of the sideline, that why would you catch it there? That's a boneheaded decision because it's not as if Mo Drayton yeah. said, "Listen, let's Don't touch it. Yeah. yeah, let's make the worst catch decision." Catch every possible. ball, catch every ball. Yeah, mm-hmm. e- exactly. And try return it. What he was trying to do there was bonkers. Now I have seen sort of speculation: was he trying to step out of bounds, and then when he feels it there, it goes back to whatever. Uh, but either way, it's a terrible play. Um, yeah. You Don't know. Touch and then look, look at Oren Burks, right? He gets down by the gunner, and then that's I think that's the longest, uh, you know, punter touchdown return, whatever, whatever it was, the kickoff return. Sorry, um, so one of those, um, it was one of those anyway. The, a couple of players were down there. Ty Summers is, is as raised yeah. by Max. Uh, he was even saying that he's all he seems to always in a position to make the play, but just kind of gets pushed out of the way. So like the the thing I would say is is that. Yes, like you know, if if your car is can, like breaking down all the time, then it's probably your mechanic's fault in some way. But at the same time, if you're driving over nails, you're throwing it off cliffs. I mean, you know, there's only so much that Mo Drayton can do. He can't. Well, to be honest with you, I don't think it's a bad idea is to get Mo Drayton to suit up and get out there because he's gonna need to do something. Yeah. Um. The concern apart from me though, Daryl, is that they're talking about putting out Rasul Douglas and you know some of these players that have been really good for us and to put them on a special teams unit where you're increasing the risk of injury as well it's just seems yeah. mind-blowing to me i know it's all hands on deck because it's so you bad what's, what's really what's very painful is amari rogers is really having a torrid time lately yeah. uh, and he has showed so much promise and as you say mo drayton isn't out there playing yeah so and to be fair to him it seems that about three or four of the players are just not up to scratch and there's nothing more Drayton can do about that yeah. um, but I just thought it was funny going yeah no he's definitely not fired what? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking <laughs> about being not fired fine. Uh, we just thought we'd say it again what? but um, I think we're hitting our stride we are hitting our stride now are we not? Um, if you look at say we haven't been putting 40 burgers on teams um, consistently like we did last year but I think you'd have to say the offence is starting to fire 
Um, the pass rush is pretty amazing. Look at Devontae's statistics, and no one even cares anymore. He goes 10 catches for 121 <laughs> yards and two scores. And everyone goes, yeah, yeah, that's just a quiet day, quiet day for Devontae. You're that's going, tight. what? Yeah. Unreal. It's wild, yeah. And Alan Lazard having a bigger thing. Uh, having a bigger oh. thing. Hold on. Having a bigger role yeah. in the way. Oh, having a bigger role in the offense too. And, and Rogers was asked about it. Like, why does he think that is that he's after making that sort of step up? Is it because Randall Cobb is out? And he sort of said, yeah, it just goes to show. Now, if I was a if I was a boo bird and an naysayer, well, then I would sort of say like, oh, did we go with uh, Randall Cobb at the, you know, detriment of Alan Lazard all this time? But who cares? Um, so Alan Lazard did a job. But Daryl, what, what sort of struck me and what was fascinating to me was the fact that Aaron Rodgers had one practice practice on a dodgy toe that he said has got worse uh, and some well, of the throws were just sublime now we don't have to yeah. agree with the the horse pace guzzling but we can definitely agree that he is absolutely fantastic on the field oh my god he is humming 78.4 percent completion rate wow. if anything in the last two matches with a broken phalange um he has been unbelievable he's, he's to me arguably he's played his more complete games the last two games he's played mm. um so apart from you know guzzling down horse medicine um, <laughs> he's he's like he is sublime and put it this way it's brady versus rogers for mvp can we agree on that yeah sorry it's just, it seems like causation at this point doesn't it it's kind of like maybe that's the key maybe i'm just taking the field uh, maybe this is it maybe eating earth is the yeah. way to do it but it's crap for COVID, but... MVP. no listen we're not talking about covid today i'm over it i don't know though for a gridiron performance horse pace is the absolute bee's knees uh, couldn't recommend it enough <laughs> What's in your smoothie, Aaron? Well, it's mostly horse race. <laughs> oh, just go out to the nearest. Uh, oh, we're getting giddy now. We're it's, getting giddy now. It's basically <laughs> sugar melted down, a little bit of sugar. Oh, thanks, everyone. Hit the stable, bro. You know, um, start licking the ground and what's in the medicine cabinet. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so, and, and when you look at this game as well, do you know what's bonkers to me? Uh, this is very, it's gone off the rails already. Uh, what are we in? 10 minutes? Uh, so 10 minutes stop listening people this is yeah. only going to go downhill Rasul Douglas interception Devondre Campbell my god like his tackle rate is just so much more than everybody else yeah. on the whole team it's not surprising it's kind of he's, he's Devontae Adams of the defense really but 16 tackles Daryl and the next one to him was Chris Barnes with 5 what a player. Um, but what I would say is, look, there, I see some derision online um, in the derision division where they're talking about how can you let the Bears put up these scores. I thought, actually, Justin Fields, despite his sort of quarterback rating yeah, yeah. at the end, yeah. he looked very handy. So he was making some yeah. great throws. I, uh, that was my note. Uh, and I actually sort of going, you know what? I think the Bears have actually found themselves a fairly decent quarterback now. I mean, he's, he's performing really well under pressure considering... Yeah know what he was up against so the fact that they scored 30 points a lot of that's down to him uh i actually thought he was pretty good so the credit where credit's due uh, so again i think we've covered Brazil. he's brilliant strong instincts the game is starting to slow down from i i've noticed that he's he seems to be a lot he's got a lot more poise lazard was amazing Cobbs out he stands up stokes was great and you know who else was really bloody good and it pains me to say this oh, dean lowry oh, dean bloody lowry he was unbelievable again yeah i'm sick of that guy with his good performances this is why this season's just not definitive for me, and it's a, it's a little bit odd. And I guess this is the reason why, Daryl, as well, I sort of look at the likes of, you know, Zadari Smith and Gio Alexander and David Bakhtiari and all these players coming back. And that I don't think it's as clear-cut as, look, when they get the sort of the higher-caliber players and the high more highly-paid players when they come back, that you're going to make a massive jump up. So, like, for some reason, uh, you know, Steno and... 
you know, Buckus and all, all of these coaches, whatever they're able to get out of these players, um, these players are playing as well as anybody because there was a question that someone put online saying, oh, which would you prefer, the ragtag bunch of O-line that the Packers have versus the starting O-line of some other teams like the Jags or the Jets or whatever. And of course, the answer to that is you take the Packers because they're performing really well. I just don't yeah. know, how do you... It's like last year with the number one scoring offense. How do you improve on the number one scoring offense? Now, you'd maybe think that maybe they're scheming certain things. I know LaFleur said that about Kelly, uh, that they have to call certain things in certain plays just to sort of scheme him to put him in the best position. But it either sort of lends itself, Daryl, to have an absolutely mind-blowing group of fantastic coaches that are just making the absolute right adjustments. Um, which is concerning because if you're lacking the talent there, it, it makes a playoff game where you get outcoached for you to get annihilated because then they just expose every one of your flaws. And that's something that I would worry about. And, you know, not to be a boobard about it, but... I'm worried about that too. But what I will say is is that, okay, special teams aside and some of the other selections, we, we keep changing the team, not because, not because we want to, but because we have to. And I have a feeling that unlike last year, yes, we had injuries last year, but nothing as catastrophic as what we've seen this year. In that I think it's it's quite hard for opponents now to kind of guess what's happening because every week we bring someone back or someone's gone. And so the game plan yeah. they initially had, you know, I would have worried about it, put it this way, more last year than this year because the, the team last year was more static. This year, the likes of Bakhtiari coming back, Jair coming back, players can only look at the tape really from last year now they haven't a bloody clue what way these players are going to play and to be fair neither do we well we don't I'm sure that the, the yeah. coaches do do you know what though? You know, so that's the only thing I think is going for us here yeah like it's a fair point because you would imagine right so Rasul Douglas is in there so then people go oh we'll obviously pick on him you know, he, here's a guy, Arizona practice squad. Who is he? Um, and then you do, and then he just destroys you. And I guess that makes sense. But I just think it's absolutely mind-blowing to me is that mm. they found that guy. And, and again, look, if you get more opportunities, you get more opportunities to make plays, which is what's happened with Rasul Douglas because people keep going, where the hell did this guy come from? And you're kind of thinking, well, he. The, the problem was is that you're targeting him probably more. And then he's able to stand up and make those plays. So he, he gets to grow into that role. Devondre Campbell said that is that the, the role that the Packers gave him allowed him to step up and do what he wanted to be able to do and knew what he was capable of doing. So again, if inside linebacker is a role that you looked at, as you say, last year for the Packers and got weak points, keep attacking it. And then you do. And then he gets the chance to stand up um, in that position. Well, then it, it only sort of bodes well for us. But, you know, Royce Newman, for instance. So here was a guy who we sort of thought, you know, it was 50-50 whether he should go back to selling carpets at some point because he was getting turned mm -hmm. around no end. But the last couple of games, he's been very yeah. good. Um, so, you I know. I it down. Yeah, and Stenovich said that. He said, look, you know, we, we he's been inconsistent and obviously he's been ragging on him. Um, the other thing that I like as well is, is that Preston Smith uh, has resurged. Um, and we saw the fact that, you know, Aaron Rodgers talked about and he talked about where he went into the locker room was very vocal along with Darnell Savage. So it just seems, do you know what? And I keep saying it and it's very boring probably. Savage. But, but it just seems like we just have this perfect melting pot. And to that degree, I want to approach the whole Gudekunst elephant in the room a little bit. You know, because mm -hmm. I we've been sort of fans of his and not in an I told you so kind of way. But I don't think Gudekunst thought for an instant that, you know, plugging in Rasul Douglas, he would have this sort of uh, year. I don't think for an instant that by getting Devondre Campbell, he thought that he would have 16 tackles in a game and the next tackler would have five. So I'm all for uh, throwing praise on Gudekunst. Absolutely. But I think even he would be sitting down having his Brussels sprouts right now thinking... Jesus, this worked out very well. And I think it's just this melting yeah. pot of everything's just gone really, really well. But it does not mean that we can't run into a buzzsaw 
No, um, but it's a real boys to men story, isn't it? Because uh, I have a feeling the way Goody tends to work and what we've seen anyway in past years is he doesn't buy for this year. He's not a knee jerk. He doesn't yeah. purchase players for this year. He tends to buy them with the future in mind. You know, you get them in, bed them down and see what happens next year. I'd say he's definitely enjoying his Brussels sprouts because he's gone, well, Christ, this didn't even take a year. And it couldn't take a year because these poor chaps were fired in to the thick of it. And sometimes a baptism by fire it works out in some of these guys because they know they might not get this opportunity again. All these old tropes come to play, but you want to, you know, you seize your opportunity. And, and to be fair to them, a lot of them have. Yeah. So I'd say he's probably going, I was hoping they'd be this good, but I didn't think they'd be this good this quickly. So happy days. I, to me, the, the bottom line is, and the story really is, is that all of this narrative that Gudekunst, A, doesn't know what he's doing, is complete balls. The stuff of like, yeah, oh, yeah. Gudekunst actively goes against, that's all balls as well. It's that he's trying his best. He's going to hit and he's going to miss. Um, but you cannot deny with the record that LaFleur now has, and it is to do with him, um, and the record yeah. that everybody has. And, you know, and it could be, and I hate this stuff, like, well, you can't say that it's lit a fire under, maybe it has lit a fire under Aaron Rodgers. And, yes, you know, yeah. again, I, body language expert stuff here. And again, I hate idle speculation. Um, and it could be, you know, it's like that thing of, you know, when you know you're leaving a job, you're the most cheery person in the office for that last couple of weeks or months because you know you're leaving. Um, and there's all of this talk about Rogers come out and the first person he dapped up was Gudekunst and all oh, the relationship is better. And then I can't remember what journalist came out and said, oh, I, I've nothing to back it up. But I think that, you know, this could continue on. And, you know, it still comes down to salary cap at the end of the day. And then Rogers yeah, on the yeah, McAfee show saying, I love being a cold weather quarterback. And I've lived in Green Bay for most of my adult life because I was a kid, basically, when I got here and I've been here for 20 years. All of that sounds really romantic and lovely, but I don't know if it means anything for Rogers staying True. on. Exactly. Um, well, I mean, I, and to, and to make that point, even take that point and run with it slightly. If you look at the fairy tale that Max Verstappen had this weekend and the absolute box office final race yeah. of the season, which we haven't had in donkey's years, it's not going to be like that. This, as you say, is going to come down to something really, really horribly boring, and it's going to be the salary cap is probably going to have to more to dictate this yeah. than anything else that we see. And the other point I'd make, and I'm maybe, and I'm not the body language expert on this pod, oh. nor am I a psychologist or a sports psychologist or anything like I'll that. I review your work. It's fine. Going back. Thank you. But Podrick Harrington, he was injured going into, and I think it's his second major, I could be wrong here, someone will correct me, but he was injured going into that. And he's, and I suppose golf is one of those sports, it's completely psychological, it's probably you know 90% in your head and 10% on the actual course, but he was injured going into that and he said maybe that injury helped him because he he stopped focusing on the things he'd normally focus on yeah. because he was too interested in the injury. Maybe there's something in that with Aaron Rodgers as well. Maybe because he is carrying an injury, we don't know how bad it is. He doesn't look like it's doing him any harm, mm. but maybe it's actually helping him in some way because he feels like he's got to prove himself over and above what he normally does. It's just a thought, probably nothing else. Yeah, but look, I mean, there's obviously something going on, but I do think that it is a mixture of all of these things just coming together. And on the legacy of Gudekunst, it will ultimately and unfortunately fall down to if Aaron Rodgers walks on what, what Jordan Love does. And then you can look back and go, oh, yeah, you know, these last three seasons under LaFleur have been fantastic, but it's all gone to the dogs now because Rodgers has walked out the door. Mm. Now, whether it be that the salary cap management massage, whether you peed him off with the Jordan Love pick and before, um, but I mean, it, it's just so nuanced about it all. It still makes this season literally, it's the most fascinating year ever, I think, for watching the oh, Packers yeah. Um, oh, yeah. with the unknown. And now I know last year was an unknown and he was talking about, I don't know whether I'll be back and all that kind of jazz. But we knew that we'd have one more go at it. But the fact that it's actually panned out so far um, is pretty incredible. I mean, and 10 and 3. 
10 and 3 with yeah. what we've suffered to get to this point. 10 and 3. You'd, like last year you'd go, yeah, what of it? But this year you're going, that's bloody amazing. Yeah, and you'd look back at the losses and you'd think the Saints, anomaly, yeah. completely outlier. Yeah. Uh, you'd look at the Chiefs and yeah. go, oh, it was the whole COVID thing and Love was in there and we had a chance to win that game. Rogers is in there, you'd sort of, you know, let's start surmising. The Vikings, again, ran it really close. The freakish game. The Vikes is the one, it's the freakish thing. It's the, it's the outlier for me still. I can see the Saints as being just a monumental cock-up, but the Vikes one, I still can't put my finger on what exactly was going on there at all. It's just don't, It's one of those anomalies that it's just a blip. What do we know? Now, this is not a quick snaps. Quick snaps. But, question, oh, don't, don't do it. No, I can't do it. Um, <laughs> if we win in Baltimore, we clinch the NFC North regardless of other results. That'd be tasty. Do you go gung-ho for this? What do you think? I mean, what would you do? Would you now go all out to do this and get it done? Or would you just put your losses and see how we go? Yeah, no, I'd go all out. I think I think the buy is very important. The fact that we came back strong off the last buy, uh, the fact that Aaron Rodgers isn't practicing because of the toe thing, any rest time is what we need. But again, I'll say it, for, and again, no, nothing to back it up. I just don't know what impact the Dynamite players are going to have when they come back. You know, because it's like it's like anything else. I mean, if you were working on a team and one of the dudes is out on holidays and all of the queries fall on you, you tend to be able to bat those things away better than just going, oh, I'll just depend on him to do it. That's what I was thinking as well. Now, I don't want to overthink this because people yeah. start going, Christ, you've gone down too many rabbit holes. But on that as well, would the, would those players coming back actually make us worse? Because, yeah. like, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking this because we're, these guys are out there and it's a bit of a fire drill for all these young kids and all these new players. But... I'm sort of thinking then, will everyone sort of take the foot off and go, it's all right, D-back's back, we got this, Joy ears there, just fire it at him. They're going to yeah. be rusty when they come back as well, that's the other thing. Do we use a game like the Ravens to get, no, I don't know if everyone's going to be back, but do you use a game like that when you go, well, do you know what, we've got this in the bag, let's just get the boys back and up to speed again before yeah. it becomes more important. Yeah, no, that's that's the thing that is worrying me because you, you have a star player come back, you're thinking, oh yeah, he's got it, you know, and again, these players haven't played, or like Zadarius hasn't played all season. Oh, all season, yeah. And they've been out a while. And again, I know for the players like Rogers, which I'm boggled by because that pass to Devontae Adams down the field, Lazard yeah. across the field. Unbelievable. Like, and the fact that he has no real playing time. He'd one practice and he was doing those performances. Um, but really, Daryl, I think if we're going to get sort of very minute and microscopic about it all, it all comes down to if you do the championship belt celebration on Aaron Rodgers' face, he's like, he's sort of, he, he's he's contemplating losing at some points. But the minute you do that, he's thinking, nah, I think I'll win this one. Then. Yeah, I got this. Yeah, I got this one. Well, the only thing is, what I will say about the poor Bears um, in conclusion is it was kind of unfair. It was more like a, a friendly game or a game because we own them. So it's basically just like yeah. playing your affiliate. Yeah. So it was more like a practice game, really. Was yeah, and did you see the Aaron Rodgers doppelganger in the crowd? Usually it's a BS point. Yeah, amazing. Loved it. loved it. Absolutely loved that. It was brilliant. I'd say he was. I'd say that guy's looked like that forever, and then Aaron Rodgers just grown into him, and he's gone. Finally, people yeah. are starting to see it. Yeah, they should, and his name's Frank, which is even more poetic. But it's brilliant. They, they should be saying like Aaron Rodgers has actually is a doppelganger for Frank. If we're if we're gonna be yeah. fair. If we're going to be fair, yeah, I'd say Frank's looked like that since 1976, and Rodgers has just let himself, you know, grow yeah. a bit, a little bit her sweet. Well, he's a ger- apparently he's a German guy, so he's probably looked like that since he was fifteen, because you know. Yeah. Because that was really weird. You did a you did an Erasmus year in Germany, and you looked German yeah. in Germany. It's the weirdest no, thing I've ever seen. No, no, seen. no. The problem was, no, I didn't. I Your didn't beard changed German. color. I looked Swiss, Swiss, German, Swiss. Right. Claire came over and she was going, "Oh my god, all the guys over here look like you," and I was going, "Lucky girl, lucky girl." <laughs> Take your pick, baby. But uh, yeah, you did. You looked weirdly German, and I only noticed that after looking at photos when Mum and Dad went over, and when they came back, I was like, 
That's so. It's like when Chandler looked French. Oh, the best thing, the best thing that happened to me, um, which was it's not a great story. So anyone is your who speaks wife Swiss, is your wife. You know, Swiss, Swiss German um, sounds quite guttural. Um, but when I first went over, I was I I was I lived in Konstanz, which is right on the German Swiss border and the other side. Right. When I was going to get my hair cut in the local uh, supermarché in the in that place, um, it was right on the border. And I was getting my hair cut and I was speaking my best German, which I thought was great at the time. And she goes, oh, and what part of England are you from? And I was going, oh. so and then by the end of my Erasmus, a different girl had me in the same place. And she oh, goes, oh, what part of, hold on. Oh, she, goes, she goes, what part of Switzerland are you from? And I'm like, yes, score. At least yeah. I don't sound British anymore. There you so go. Uh, it goes to show what you can get if you have a Swiss German accent. My God. Um, yeah. hope, you got, hope, hope you got a haircut too. So is there any more observations uh, yeah, yeah. on this game of Forever Hold Your Peace? No, I will say that in real time, had I been real time tweeting, a lot of it would have been, oh my God, what the hell is that? What the? But actually, it ended up being where we thought it would get to. So, so we're, with hindsight, you're going, yeah, it's grand, it's comfortable. But there were a few moments um, there where I was going, hang on a minute, this cannot be the Vikings all over again, lads. But um, they came on, they came through 45 points. I mean, I do, I get the point, 30 points is a lot for the Bears, but let's face it, Fields had a field. Bit of a field day, no? No. So yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> do you know what? As a dad, the hardest thing ever was to keep that silence because I really appreciated that joke. <laughs> and if someone's thinking like, "Oh, the podcast has ended," no, it's just us staring at each other. It's like that P Diddy gif, you know, where like he's looking at the dude and the dude is looking at him on that show. Um, but really, it's like the Spider Man gif. We're just pointing at each other, going, "Lord." Uh, yeah. <sighs> I guess, look, it's a, it's a short enough one uh, this time around. Um, but yeah, encouraging. As I said on the uh, quick snapage for your big package before this game, this is a game that the, the Packers just had to go out and handle business, and they did. And mm-hmm. I, I'm actually shocked by the Bears' performance because I think they played very well, although yeah. we handed it to them with the special team stuff. But they played really well because, again, listening to the Bears' podcast, Daryl, before doing that episode, literally all it was was like, oh, well, you know, Nagy's in there for now. And like, oh, we might as well go out and just try, yeah. you know. And then this thing of, oh, well, we'll yeah. get so the young lad to run it. I down because I, d- I didn't get to join you on the old quick snapage. Um, but I, that's one of the things I wrote down. I went and listened to the Bears. It was like the <laughs> most <laughs> amount of tropes you could possibly find. It was just like, yeah, I was just trying to, you know, keep the score down. Yeah. You know, Plenty more fish. But annoyingly, if, if you were, but the annoying thing is, if you were a Bears fan, they played so well against the Packers. Why can't they be doing that all season? They, you know, they yeah. could have been there all up anyway. That's for them to worry about, not us. No, and they always turn up against the Packers. That's why a divisional game is always so yeah, difficult. You know, ah, yeah, true. Yeah. Caution to the wind when they're away from home. But I thought, I thought they made a good show for themselves. I think they should definitely yeah, keep yeah. Matt Nagy for at least. Oh yeah, yeah. at least ten years. Oh yeah, Another, you know, ten yeah. years or so, whatever. I mean, that'd be great. Yeah, and we'll have to write a letter to uh, the Bears organization at Soldier Field. Well, we own them now. Just to be, just make sure they don't do anything to get rid of them. Yeah. Keep the L and Nagy on there. Yeah, send an internal IM to, uh, to yeah. the people on top. But yeah, that's it. Uh, the Raz is still coming uh, because I still haven't got the Pat McAfee tees because I've paid the customs and they're still sitting in Dublin. It's really annoying. So what I might do is I might just do the Christmas Raz um, and then when I get them in a day or two, get them out because I contacted on post. And they said that anything that's coming from the States and that had got customs paid on it is in this massive backlog. So, oh. big shout out. Big shout out to the It's the season. It's the season. Yeah, to be stuck in a post office. La, 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 la. But anyway, I hate... That's why I didn't want to rouse it off. I didn't have it, but it's in Dublin. It's about a day or two away. But anyway, there it is. Uh, so we're going to be back with the quick stop for your big bagage. Uh, 
probably Thursday. Sorry, sorry, yeah, I'd say Thursday sounds decent when we play the Ravens. Yeah. So Ravens. Sans ah. Lamar Jackson. Um, so yeah, that's let's end it there with uh, bird sound effects. I've been at Steely the NFL. He's been at Daryl J. Brian. We've been at UK Packers HQ. And we'll talk to you in a couple of days. See ya.